all creatures, great and small. And one of those little small ones is here today, and that is our vet, Pete Weatherburn. What a lovely link, Declan. Thank you very much. Do you get the subtlety? Do you yeah, get I the, do. I yeah. do. Explain then. Well, Show us how clever you are then. <laughs> well, Pete um, Weatherburn's our vet, by the way, from Brave Vet. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, the, the, probably perhaps the most famous vet in the world would be 100 on Monday, October the 3rd, if he was still alive. And that's somebody called James Herriot. Now, when I say the most famous vet in the world, I know I'll immediately there'll be people under the age of 40 who'll be saying to me, what? Who's he? Well, he basically was a, a vet in practice in the Yorkshire Dales, and everybody over the age of 40, by the way, will know this already. James Herriot was a vet in practice in the Yorkshire Dales, um, he, he was he he qualified in the mid thirties. He worked as a vet then from the mid thirties right through till the, till the mid eighties, and so for that fifty year period, um, he was taking notes and remembering cases. And when he was in his mid fifties, um, he suffered from severe clinical depression. And he wrote in his recovery period, he wrote some books. Um, the first one was just first a one, back the, reference. The, well, they they were, they were all called. Called um, the, the, the television series was All Creatures Great and Small. Each of the books had a different name, things like If Only They Could Talk, It Shouldn't Happen to a Vet, Let Sleeping Vets Lie, a whole series of small paperbacks. And um, the books weren't tremendously successful at first, but what happened was an American publisher put a few of them together into one volume and it became massively successful, outrageously successful. The BBC took them on and made them into a television series and there was just like a half-hour episode every week and it was so successful that it went on for a decade. There were 90 episodes that were produced of it and it made household names of the actors who played the main people. Um, James Herriot was played by Christopher Timothy. Um, Siegfried, who was a kind of... Um, a sort of arrogant, uh, larger-than-life um, senior partner in the vet clinic. He was um, played by uh, Robert Hardy. And then there was a cheeky young student vet, Tristan, um, and he was played by um, by Peter Davison. So the, the, basically this series became a big part of a lot of people's lives during mm. the 70s and 80s. And, and so Peter um, Davison, that's the Doctor Who fellow. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Doctor Who, yeah. You're right, yeah. And he still does. He was on... Uh, he was on um, um, What's that lady called? More recently, um, what's her name? Who, larger-than-life lady, comedian. Um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Yeah, we'll both remember no, it in a second. Anyway, yeah. he's, he's still going as an actor, obviously, yes. Yeah, very um, good. So, so James Harry would have been 100 in October. Would have been 100 yeah. on Monday. Yeah. And um, basically, if you haven't read his books, I'd strongly recommend that you do. They're still beautifully written books, and they still talk about the essence of veterinary practice um, in, in a way which... You know, nobody else has done since then. He he, he just captures it. But is it old-fashioned now? You mean, I mean practice well, um, dealing with pets surely has moved on medically. It, it's, it's certainly the techniques um, have moved on, but the illnesses remain the same. Um, and funny enough, most vets, again over the age of forty, would have read all his books and would actually have picked up tips from the books on you know what you actually do in, when, you, when you're a vet. Um, I'll give you some examples. Um, if, if you're going to go to a farm, let's say, and you're a bit anxious about the attitude of the farmer to you because you're a young vet and you're a novice, um, uh, what's a really useful thing to do is to reverse the car into the farmyard rather than driving in front ways because then... When it's time for you to go, you can go quickly instead of <laughs> slowly and awkwardly. 
So his um, James, um, he he wrote in a very um, self-deprecating way, and he was very sensitive to both animals and to people, um, and so um, he, people just loved the way he wrote, um, and he carried on working as a vet right up until the end of his life. Um, he died eventually, at the age of seventy-eight, of prostatic cancer, which is a, a shame because I'd like to I'd like to have met him, and if if he was a hundred years old on Monday, I might have had the chance to do so. Right, okay. James Herriot, you reckon? They'd be nice ones to read to the children as well. They would. And in fact, a sort of more modern take on this is that there is actually an audio version of his books narrated by no, no, nobody else than Christopher Timothy, who, who acted James Herriot. So he narrates all the books. And you, you can, if you go to my blog, petethevet.com, you can find a link to those downloads. And, um, you know, that's a, an extra, extra way of, you know, if you if you like listening to things in the car or, or while you're going to sleep at night, uh, they're lovely tales to do that too. Right, okay. Mm. Any big cases uh, this week? Um, itchy dogs still. still yeah. itchy. It's been very unseasonably warm and so normally um, itchy dogs settle down a bit in, in mid-late September but this year they haven't done. We're still seeing fleas and mange and all those things keeping us busy. Yeah, um, um, and there's a change going into the winter. It does, yeah, because um, first of all, his skin is cooler, it's less itchy generally. Secondly, parasites like fleas don't live outside in the winter months. They only live outside when it's warm enough for them to live outside. So um, as well as that, as, as it gets darker, dogs do less socialising because they can't go for such long evening walks. So they don't meet as many other dogs and so they're less likely to pick up parasites. Do they know the difference between hot and cold uh, in temperature outside, you know, when they go for a walk or something like that? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Like, my little dog, Kiko, if it's windy and rainy, she refuses to go for a morning walk. She just sits in a basket and looks at you and shivers. She just doesn't yeah. want to go outside. She shivers? She shivers because she's what she's saying to me with the body language is, it's cold outside, I don't want to go. It's as simple as that. They're just like us. <laughs> the only difference is they can't talk to us. <laughs> if only they could talk, as James Harriet said. Yeah, oh well, don't be careful what you wish for as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. You might never shut them up if we started. Um, so, uh, how are you celebrating Harriet day then? Me, I, I'm going to put on the audio track in the morning and I'm going to listen to James Harry all day on Monday. Yeah, Very why good. not? Uh, Pete Weatherburn, our vet, and you can find Pete at Bray Vet, an old Connor in uh, Bray, and uh, then you can hear his uh, broadcasts and his various musings on PeteTheVet.com, award-winning, uh, mm. PeteTheVet.com, it says here. And, uh, no, it doesn't, and you can read him in the Wicklow People and Daily Telegraph. Thanks for coming in, Pete.